Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the DraftKings Rainmaker Show presented by... DraftKings, I'm Eric Lindquist. Excited to be talking a little bit of Rainmakers action with all of you. First off, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Whether you're watching this live, whether you're watching this after the fact, we're excited to be bringing you DraftKings Rainmakers coverage. Now, if you don't know what that is, pretty simple. We're looking at NFTs. We're playing paid contests with these NFTs. They're licensed by DraftKings, so you don't have to worry about that. It's available in NFL, UFC, golf. We have great things going on for all of you right now. So check out all of the great products over at DraftKings. We're going to have projections both in the golf streets. We have the top fighters tool that we'll be uh, talking about a little bit here, even though not everything's updated here because it is Tuesday, but it's also UFC Fight Week 286. And I got my guy, Greg Ehrenberg at G Ehrenberg DFS. We're normally in the NBA live before lock streets, but it's excited to be talking a little DraftKings rank makers because I don't know if you know this, Greg, but uh, we both have the same affinity for this product. And uh, more excited for me, this is the first time we've done a show together where you were hosting in a year. It's been a hot second. It's, it's been a very long time. So I, I like the role change. Always Why is nice. that, and, by the way? You're you're the director of DFS product and, and content here at Stochastic. You should tell me, why am I not hosting shows now? You're not good at it. Oh, it's, as simple, it's, it's as simple as that. So uh, I'm, I'm awesome. better. You're okay. But, but that's that's the way that we found out that it works also just because you do a lot of other content and works better for your schedule. You don't have to be able to, you know, doing the run sheet and everything beforehand. We've already got some people in chat and uh, Joseph Ramirez asked, are you guys dressed like UFC fighters? Clearly the answer is yes. <laughs> this is absolutely, which I mean, if we were going to come dressed as UFC fighters, right? Because what are UFC fighters? They're, they're more or less wearing their underwear, getting into a cage, putting some grease on themselves, and then they're punching each other in the face, which... It, not exactly how Eric and I were going to dress for this. The only man I really want to fight on this planet is Jimmy Butler. Most people know that by now. But uh, Jimmy Butler, once again, has refused to has refused to fight me. He never answers me on Twitter. Ducking. Absolutely ducking me. So we're going to talk about other people that are fighting today. And some of our favorite targets for DraftKings, Rainmakers, UFC. And I already have a bunch of cards. I have a bunch of packs. Uh, we were hoping to open some of the packs on, on stream. But uh, some issues, some technical difficulties with the screen sharing. Uh, so hopefully we'll find some sort of workaround for that. But for right now, I've got a bunch of cards in my collection, and we're going to talk about some of the fighters that we think you guys should be targeting this weekend. 
yeah, I got my standard 10 packs. That's the most you can get when you're buying them in the marketplace, unless you have one of those lovely passes that Greg Ehrenberg has. But let's just give everybody the quick tutorial. We're looking at PG Tour. We're looking at NFL. But today we're covering UFC Rainmakers. Rainmakers, it's an exciting product from DraftKings where you're taking NFTs, you're purchasing them either in the marketplace, getting them through packs, or auction. Yes, there is an auction uh, feature as well for specific weeks for all of the different sports. PGA was just introduced last week. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you were able to jump in on some of that. But the UFC product kind of has a special place in my heart because I've never been a UFC guy until this product came out. I thought there were going to be some great edges, some things that we could find to be able to extract value from. So far, so good. Uh, learning curve for me, that's for sure. But Greg, What's the what's the the quick and easy way to explain UFC Rainmakers to the people? Yeah, so it doesn't operate all that much differently from regular DFS contests in terms of how the scoring works. The biggest differences are going to be is that there is a captain's power. You have one fighter that's going to get 1.5x their fantasy points, and that fighter has to be in the tier or be a tier above the contest you're playing. And so if you're in a rare contest, for instance, the captain you use has to either be a rare elite, legendary, or rainmaker tier. And also one other difference is that you are going to be building lineups with five fighters as opposed to six that you're usually playing on the classic contest on DraftKings. But in terms of the scoring, all the same. Strikes, significant strikes, takedowns, reversals, finishes, all that scoring is the exact same as what it is for the uh, fantasy scoring over for the, the DK rainmakers, or for the DK regular UFC contests. Yep. So there are packs that are of different versions. We had Genesis packs, which were the very beginning. Well, actually, Heatwave came before that, but then the Genesis packs. Now they have the new takedown packs. You can get four rare cards guaranteed along with one elite card guaranteed. And those, you move up a level to the next tier of that for the legendary packs. You're guaranteed to get yourself some legendary. You can run into some Rainmakers there as well, which are one of one editions in that set. Card rarity, serial numbers, lots of things to be explaining on this show for all of you, but the quick and easy way that Greg explained that is perfect. We're still playing DFS. We still have the same scoring for all of these sports. We're simply utilizing them in a different gameplay fashion. And there's also cards that are available on a marketplace. We're looking for deals. We want to find favorites. We want to find guys who have tons of takedowns, women with lots of takedowns as well. When it comes to UFC, we're trying to find a lot of significant striking there. We want the same things that we want from DFS, where we are looking for, you know, the, your, your value, if you will, the upsets. We're trying to target a lot of those things in UFC as well. There's also a collector score that comes into play, where if you have a lot of these cards, you're going to be getting money from DraftKings into your account every single day. Always nice to wake up and see, hey, I just got 50, 100, 150 bucks put in my account for having football, having UFC cards and everything. And it's pretty adorable that Greg and I, we're sitting next to each other on the leaderboard, totally not planned today. But he's 101. I'm 102 in UFC. That's kind of cute. Look at Guys, us. There we go. I was I was gonna I wanted to make sure I was ahead of you. I did also not not. Did you do out, that intentionally? I did absolutely not. I absolutely did <laughs> not do that intentionally. But it is very important to me that I'm ranked one spot ahead of you. You are. It's 101 and 102. The the the, the stars that they have going across the leaderboard score can't fool us. We we definitely noticed. But let's get into where do we start. So we have this beautiful screen. We have Mike Lawrence doing a great job doing the screen share behind the uh, virtual glass here today. A lot of learning curves, a lot of things that we're figuring out here on the fly, but he's doing an awesome job. Again, on this screen share, you're looking at the lobby. Now, you can go into the lobby and you can still buy players or by fighters, if you will, in this spot. Go to the core contest. If you click on RMUFC Classic, you have 2K cash. If we click on that one and draft from there, they're going to show you the low 
the low purchase price for every single fighter that we have on tap. It's grouped by fantasy score on the right. Now, of course, uh, Miss O'Neill over there, she is a favorite, but not by that much. She just happens to be 9-0 and rack up fantasy points and wins, so there's that. That's why they're going to have it up there. But let's let's kind of just start with this. When we're talking about purchasing cards, long-term cards versus event cards, how do you kind of look at the opportunity cost on buying a card that you would utilize for the entire year as opposed to utilizing them for the event? Because it seems to me as though the event cards do go for more than these Genesis ones do. And 5x the, uh, the collector score for the Genesis ones, they can have value if you're planning to play every week. So it's the other way around. The Genesis ones are usually more expensive because you get utility for them right. for multiple cards. And uh, for and by multiple cards, I mean that if somebody fights, for instance, sort of. Jessica Andrade has already fought like a dozen times here. She fights every other week. So <laughs> uh, she's somebody that if you had a Genesis card, you've already gotten to use it multiple times, whereas the event cards of her for the individual slates, you've only gotten to use them once. So for me personally, one thing that I like to do a lot is as fights get announced, did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm generally, I have a good sense of what the fights are going to be lined at, right? Like I know who's going to be favored. I know who the big favorites are going to be. So when I see a fight get announced, especially for a pay-per-view card, because we know the pay-per-view cards have contest sizings that are double the size of just the regular fight night cards. I'm generally trying to buy the Genesis cards, the heat wave cards, the longer lasting cards of fighters that are going to be big favorites for pay-per-view. So one fighter, for instance, that I have like, 40 to 50 cards of heading Fuck. into this weekend is Muhammad Makayev. The reason being is that he is one of my favorite prospects in the UFC, especially from a DFS perspective. The fighter that I'd say he's most similar to is if you guys watched last weekend's card, Marab Devalishvili, just yeah. the type of fighter who Makayev doesn't really have very much striking. He doesn't even have that much ground and pound either, but he's relentless with takedowns and he just applies a lot of pressure in that department. So he's a really good DraftKings scorer, actually. If I pull up some of his recent fights, we've seen some massive, massive scores from him. And a lot of it comes from the takedowns. If I'm not mistaken, when he fought against Charles Johnson a couple of fights ago, which mm -hmm. I would consider to be Makayev, the, the most difficult fight he's had of his career, he landed double-digit takedowns in that fight. So when I see him get matched up for a pay-per-view card in a matchup against Fiala, where I know he's going to be a pretty big favorite, I'm buying a bunch of those in advance. And now what ends up happening also is, for instance, I have a bunch of core cards of Makayev that I bought for like five, six dollars. Now they sell for $17, $18 each. So I have a couple of options, right? I have a bunch from that I'm going to be playing in contest. And then I get to sell a bunch from on the secondary market for a profit as well, just because I bought somebody who's a big favorite well in advance of the card happening. 
Yeah, Makayev, I mean, he averages nearly nine takedowns in his nine wins so far. That's useful kind of stuff. And he only is trying to... So it, it's kind of ironic. These are the things that I learned as somebody who has started to take this pretty seriously. But his opponent actually attempts more submissions per fight than what Makayev does. And Makayev is active. Like, he is out there just taking dudes down. So again, I am definitely trying to snatch a couple of those in the secondary market trying to guarantee myself a little bit of that floor early on. Uh, as you get closer to fight night as well, you'll start to see some of the cards. People want to unload those because maybe they're not looking at playing them. Now, Makai, if he is such a big favorite, the biggest favorite we have on the card, right around minus 700, minus 800, absolutely everywhere, even upwards of minus 900 if you're looking across the marketplace. So when you get that big of a score uh, for DraftKings purposes and that big of a favorite, they're going to be a high-octane card to be able to get a hold of. If you get one in a pack, congratulations. You paid for that pack, basically, uh, especially if it's a rare tier because, I mean, those things are going for $35 on the floor right now as we're talking about it now. Those are $35 packs. There you go. But we talked about roster construction where it's one and a half times X. We have UFC 286 coming on in London. This is an early card. So do not be uh, do not be alarmed. You're going to have to set your alarms, actually, if you're out on the West Coast like me. 8.30 a.m., this thing's going to be locking. So I'm going to have to have a lot of my my lineups together. But let's just start breaking down a couple of these fights. We have Edwards and Usman. Round three for them. They've done this before. Very much looking excited, to, uh, looking forward to this one. But it's the only five-round fight that we have on the card because the co-main event, which is Gaethje and Fazeev, they only have a three-rounder, even though it is known as the co-main event. So generally, you get two of those five-round fights on a big UFC card like this. Not this week. And I think that adds an extra wrench into Leon Edwards and what I'm planning to do with him. How are you looking at this Edwards-Usman uh, revamp? Uh, they fought in 2015. They fought just in their last fight. And now, going for round three. Yeah, so I think the odds are a little bit off, in my opinion. I think Usman should be a bigger favorite. The reality is mm. their last fight was not remotely competitive. Their first fight was also not remotely competitive. What ended up happening in the last fight was that Leon Edwards landed a head kick with, what, a minute left? Fight the of fight. the night. Fight of the year, probably, last year. Yeah, so he ended up landing a head kick with 56 seconds left in the fight. And at the time, Usman was like a minus 5,000, minus 6,000 favorite if you looked at DraftKings and looked at live betting odds. And... It's way more predictable to figure out who's going to min win minutes and rounds of a fight than is who is just going to finish somebody at some point in time. And everything that we've seen between these two so far, Usman is the minute winner. He is the fighter who, on just uh, a, a exchange to exchange basis, is the better of the two. And then something else as well is that Usman is an incredibly favorable score for DFS purposes. I don't remember exactly how many fantasy points we saw Usman end up scoring in the last fight, but he actually probably came fairly close, if not outscored Leon Edwards in that fight, even though Edwards ultimately ended up finishing him. So I'm strongly considering betting Kamar Usman in this spot. And then also, I'm going to be loading up on him for fantasy purposes for Rainmakers as well, because to me, I think he should be the fighter that we expect to be the highest score of the entire slate. I don't really give Edwards, outside of another head kick knockout type of situation, I don't really give Edwards a massive chance to win the fight. Yeah, to, to rehash that, Edwards, 84 fantasy points in that win, ended up having the miraculous head kick. Usman, 
98 fantasy points. So if you get those last 40 seconds through, you add the win bonus. Usman was just destroying, destroying Edwards in that spot. I think for me, the uncertain thing is when I see fighters with this long of a layoff between between their fights, I mean, Usman has not fought since then. I mean, it has been, what, since March 18th? It's almost going to be a full, well, I guess that's coming up here. It was uh, August 20th that they fought last. That's a pretty long time between fights here for both of these guys. I think that adds another level of uncertainty. But as you said, I think the betting uh, favorite, I think the betting odds are a little bit off as well. I think Usman should be a bigger favorite based on everything we've seen in these two fights. Usman winning by decision pretty convincingly the first time around, long time ago for sure, uh, back in what, 2015, but then Usman uh, this time around, I think it's definitely a card that you're going to be wanting to covet, wanting to have in a lot of your builds. But let's go to Gaethje uh, next up, because I think he's probably the biggest wild card as far as a dog goes. I think he'll be kind of a popular dog just because of the name recognition. People like me who don't follow UFC as closely as what Greg does, uh, we're obviously familiar with him. Uh, he had the unbelievable Chandler fight that that was just I don't know. That was probably a fight of the year as well. Uh, Gaethje just completely brought it. He's got a steel chin, really, really strong fighter fights in Colorado. I think he's in the same camp as Usman, in fact. Um, but Gaethje, pretty excited to be watching him on this card. I just think it's a really, really bad spot against Bazeev. It's only a three round co-main event. And that's just a huge, huge problem for me trying to target this fight. What do you see from this one before we move to the bigger favorites on the board? Yeah, uh, violence. And the reason I don't think, <laughs> but the reason I don't really think the three rounds versus the five rounds matters all that much, because I would be fairly surprised if this fight goes three rounds. I think it probably finishes before that. And I mean, we've seen Justin Gaethje in some fights that even though a lot of them have been three rounds, they've been incredibly high scoring. So, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, if we look at the UFC history of Justin Gaethje, he's actually only been past the third round twice in his entire UFC career. And still in some of those fights, so the uh, the fight against Cowboy Cerrone, it was a first-round finish. Gaethje scores 116. The fight against Edson Barbosa, first-round finish. He scores 109 against James Vick, scores 102. Michael Johnson, that was a second-round finish. He ended up scoring 111 points. And then we also saw, for instance, the fight against Eddie Alvarez, where Eddie Alvarez finished Justin Gaethje in the third round of that fight. And I think Eddie Alvarez ended up scoring something like 120 or 130 fantasy points in that fight. And that's what I think this fight is going to be as well i think it's going to be extremely high paced they're going to exchange on the feet i think fazeev is the better striker i have pretty big concerns about gaethje's durability at this point in his career i know that he's somebody who's always taken a lot of damage and kind of march forward through and it hasn't been that much of an issue in his fight against charles Oliveira, he got stung by the first punch that landed of the entire fight and gaethje even said afterwards the fight he never felt that way after getting hit before did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I do think there's a chance that his durability is starting to decline, which is a really, really big issue considering his fight style. And Fazeev could dole out damage like nobody else is really able to. Like, he is one of the better strikers that we have in the UFC right now. He's also extremely powerful. So I think Fazeev finishes Gaethje fairly early in this fight. Justin Gaethje, at least for DraftKings purposes, if you guys are playing classic contests, he's certainly a live underdog. I don't want to write him off entirely. But for Rainmaker's purposes, where we don't have to worry about a salary cap, I think the far more likely outcome and the most likely outcome is a first or second round finish for Fazeev. And he's somebody that I'm going to be targeting pretty heavily. Yeah, I think Fazeev, I'm, I'm still going to have some Gaethje involved because I think out of uh, some of the dogs, I know that if I get Gaethje to be the differentiating piece, you're probably getting a score that is optimal. Can I, is that probably the right way to think about it? Pretty good chance. I mean, okay. all of his fights generally score extremely well. And it's going to be, like I said, I think this is going to be a very high-paced fight. Just if you look at some of the striking stats between these two, and it's something I usually will use as a gauge to figure out what I'm expecting from a scoring perspective. Uh, Justin Gaethje lands 7.46 significant strikes per minute. He absorbs 7.85. Just goes to show how much back and forth there is in all of his fights. And then Fazeev on the other side doesn't have quite those crazy kind of stats, but still... 4.81 significant strikes landed per minute, 4.86 absorbed. So actually both of them have a slightly negative striking differential in terms of strikes landed or strikes absorbed, but very high output for both of them. I don't expect there to be any wrestling in this fight. 75% career takedown defense for Justin Gaethje. He's never landed a takedown in the UFC. Fazeev, on the other hand, 92% takedown defense. He only lands 0.36 per 15 minutes. So I'd be very surprised if either of them shoot a takedown. I think they just trade on the feet until somebody gets finished. And I think Gaethje's more likely one to get finished in this matchup. Totally with you. Makayev, he's your big favorite on the card. You've already stacked up a lot of Genesis cards, a lot of Heat Wave cards. Uh, made some smart decisions to find yourself there. If you get them in packs, awesome. That's great. But there's a lot of other big favorites on the court. We've got Mr. Jack Shore uh, from Wales, a dude who uh, I believe it's like a rear naked choke. That's his his go-to submission, something that he's been utilizing his entire career, 16-1. and one. Big favorite, minus 500 on the card. We've got the very first, the, the opener, Juliana Miller taking on Veronica Hardy. Another big favorite on the card, Jake Hadley, another Englishman taking on Malcolm Gordon there. Big favorite. Do you have your eye on another big favorite that you might be purchasing cards in the marketplace with or that you're just hoping to be getting in packs in bulk? Can it be any of those or does it have to be somebody else? It can be anybody. Gunnar Nelson. Okay. So there are a lot of them. We This is going to be a really interesting slate to, big, to build lineups for, especially when we look at some of the classic contests, just because there are so many big favorites. It's, it's really hard for a couple of things. It's hard to figure out which underdogs I'm actually confident in saying have a, a realistic chance to win. And then also, there are so many high upside fighters, like all the ones you just mentioned. Jack Shore, I think he should put up a massive score mm-hmm. against Makwan Amir Khani, who typically has about three minutes of cardio, and then he is a cardio dunk. <laughs> Makayev generally scores very well just because of his wrestling style. You were talking before about all the takedowns he lands. And yeah, if you look at his stats, he lands 8.88 takedowns per 15 minutes. So I think that is something that's live to happen in this fight is him just go rinse and repeat takedowns and score very well that way. Juliana Miller from, from Ultimate Fighter. We haven't really seen all that much for in the UFC, but when she made her debut in her first fight, or I should say in the championship fight of Tough, she was also somebody who was extremely active and put up a really big score for DFS purposes. 
because of her ability to go out and find takedowns and also just really, really aggressive. So if I pull up her stats on Juliana Miller, she overall, and once again, small sample size because it's only been one fight, but in that fight, she landed 4.3 takedowns per 15 minutes. She ended up getting a late finish. There was striking output there as well. And she's fighting in what should be a tailor-made matchup against Veronica Hardy. It used to be Veronica Macedo, mm-hmm. but she's married to Dan Hardy now. And she only has 46% takedown defense, is it not fought in an extremely long time. Hardy hasn't fought since 2020. So she's coming off a three-year layoff. She's dealing with concussion issues. I don't expect her to get hurt on the feet in this fight, but I think Miller should be able to land takedowns and dominate with top control and score fairly well from a fantasy perspective. So I don't know that I've won long. The short answer to what you asked me is, I don't know that I've won that I'm super confident outscores the rest. I do think Juliana Miller could end up going a little bit undervalued on the secondary market. So I keep an eye out for that. McIve is my favorite payup option on the slate overall, but the ones that I want to group together, Juliana Miller, I think is massive upside. Uh, Jake Hadley, massive upside against Malcolm Gordon. Super easy matchup. Gordon does not belong in the UFC. Uh, Mikhaev as well. And then Jack Short. Those four to me are the building blocks outside of the non-title fight. And then, of course, Kamar Usman, somebody as well. Like, if I could build my dream five lineup, it would be Usman in those four. I, I totally see that. Jack Shore uh, definitely vaulted. He's probably in my top three as well, just because of uh, what I think. I mean, I doubt. I, I think the tough thing is, like, I don't see any... I don't see any first minute finishers here. So in DFS, that's kind of become a thing to be targeting as well. I don't see that as much, but I, I think, I mean, between Jack Shore, I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous. Him, Usman, building out the rest. Makayev, he's going to be so expensive, I think. Might be trying to fade a little bit just because I think he'll be so popular as a minus 800 favorite. We see those big, big favorites like that be the most expensive because there's just such a certainty that you get that feeling of. And then I say that, being full well that I'm a, a Shevchenko nerd who got completely burnt by that one, even though she scored okay. It wasn't apocalyptic uh, like it would have been if it was a first round KO there, but that fourth round beat against Rebus, uh, not Rebus, but uh, oh, it's just awful. The the Mexican girl just absolutely. Alexa Grasso. Oh, it was brutal. Great, great move by her. It was fun to watch, but not fun for my lineups. Let's round it out here, my friend. So fun to be talking a little UFC for uh, my first ever UFC show. Pretty fun to be covering this for sure. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell uh, so we can keep doing these. I like talking DraftKings rate makers. I know you do too. Give me a couple of underdogs. I know in DFS, we're looking at 8,200 against like 8K type fighters, some close spreads. We have a couple of those still, not as many as we normally would have on a card. We do have some massive Massive favorites uh, through here, but are there any underdogs in some of these closer spreads that you have your eye on for DFS purposes? So I would phrase this a little bit differently the way we look at Rainmakers is which fighters do I think have potential for a really big score that are Mm -hmm. not going to be very sought after on the secondary market? I think that's a fair way to answer it because, you know, like I I don't, we don't have to target anybody who's like a plus 400 underdog for Rainmakers in the same way that we might for the UFC just classic contest over on DraftKings. And historically, Joanne Wood has always scored really well in her wins. And I do not think that she's going to be somebody that the public is seeking at all for this kind of slate. She's a slight favorite over Luana, over Luana Carolina, but nothing really massive. And I do have some concerns there's a chance that Wood is just washed. But at the same time, too, her last couple of losses, in hindsight, really don't look that terrible. She lost to Alexa Grasso in her last fight. Well, all right, Grasso's the champion now. And before that... She lost to Talia Santos and arguably 
Santos beat Shevchenko when they fought. I, I thought that there, that Santos was very live to end up winning on the scorecards there. So those are her last couple of losses. And this is such a step down in competition for her against Luana Carolina. And if you look at the stats overall for Wood, she lands 1.53 takedowns per 15 minutes. She's fairly high striking out, but 6.76 significant strikes landed per minute. So that's why in a lot of the wins you see her put up, she puts up really good fantasy scores. And I'll pull up some of those wins right now just for reference here. So Joanne Wood, here are her most recent wins. 108 fantasy points against Jess Guy, 96 against Andrea Lee. Uh, she scored 89 and a win over Ariane Lipsky, 96 and a win over Kalindra Faria. Somebody who scores right around 100 fantasy points in a win, I don't think that the field is going to be rostering her. And I also do think that this is a really good matchup for her against Luana Carolina, who I do not think is a particularly great fighter. And also, she did get knocked out by Molly McCann in her last fight. So uh, if you're looking for a lower-cost fighter on the secondary market to build some lineups around, I, I do think you can do worse than Joanne Wood. The Scotsman. Let's do it. Guys, that was so much fun. That is DraftKings Rainmakers. We're going to be rotating through UFC, PGA, NFL, trying to give you everything that we possibly can to help you succeed. You can sign up in the video description box below. There is a free pack that you can click, sign up, and play today. But Greg Ehrenberg, Mike Lawrence behind the virtual glass, thank you so much to everybody for hanging out here. I know we have NHL Live Before Lock or the, the strategy show coming up here next in one minute. So don't go anywhere. Check that out here on Stochastic. But Greg, any final words for the people as they head into UFC 286? No, I'm going to be doing another video later on the week, just breaking down some of my favorite fights as a whole for the DraftKings Classic Contest. But if you guys have any other questions, hit me up in Discord or just on Twitter. Any questions that are particularly related to Rainmakers, I could answer any of those questions. So hit me up and we could uh, talk about it. But good luck this weekend. Yeah, can't wait to DM you 5,000 times before that fight. Just tell me what to do. How about that? Thank you, Mike Lawrence. Find the virtual glass. Great screen sharing. Great stuff for our first run. Uh, I'm Eric Lindquist. I will see you guys later on NBA Live Before Lock, where Greg will be hosting because I'm terrible at it. We'll see you guys later. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.